your host, Johnny, Johnny Radio, Johnny Radio. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome into a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus all day long, all day strong. It is a hump day in the Mid-South. That means we're going to talk a little bit of wrestling today with Dustin Starr. There's some uh, rock news, some Roman Reign news, things I don't know all that much about, but I can tell you who does, Dustin Starr. And Dustin Starr, last night, he was down at FedEx Forum. He was uh, shooting some great videos. If you follow him on X at Dustin Star with two R's, you would have seen uh, just some amazing stuff. It was electric last night inside the grindhouse, and it could be electric again tonight as the Grizzlies play the Raptors. This game, they're only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. They they dominated yesterday and took care of the Spurs. Ja Morant was nasty. Did you see him dunk on seven foot five Victor Wimbenyama? I did. It was um, it was a great game again for the Grizzlies, but again they 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 have to get back at it tonight. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. Derrick Rose, his thigh, he's a little bit banged up. There's a a, a few pieces. John ja Morant looked like he was kind of limping at the end of the ball game. Um, I'm at, I still expect him to play. He hadn't hurt anything, uh, but he didn't look one hundred. But he did have. A hell of a hell of a performance. So we'll talk a little bit of the Grizzlies uh, again as they're back at action tonight, taking care of business. Now that Jaws back in the lineup, they win. Like they actually win some games. It's not. It, it, it's amazing how much better this team looks when you put their pieces around them, and they have been just absolutely filthy. Desmond Bain. This is a question I want to ask the audience. Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. 901-360-8255. That's the text line. That's the listener line. Um, is John ja Morant the absolute star? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just kind of curious. As I watched that game a little bit last night, and I look at Desmond Bain and how thick his body is, and I look at how he shoots the three, he plays defense, he dribbles the basketball, how far this guy's come. I think you know Ja is that superstar. He's got shoes after him. He's electric. He tore it up last night. But when I look at Desmond Bain, I feel like Desmond Bain's one of those guys that could have a long, like a 15-year career. I think he should be an all-star this year. But this is a guy that his game is going to work now just as much as it does 10 years from now. Because he's thick, he's strong, he's physical, he can shoot the ball, and he's a dead gum dog. Grizzlies got it done against the Spurs, 106-98. Brian Dacus, before I jump all this and jump off this, um, what do you think about what I just said? I mean, John Morant is a star. Desmond Bain looks like a 15-year pro, a guy who's going to make multiple all-star games. He's never going to be talked about in that rarefied air. But he's the kind of guy that you have to have on your basketball team if you want to win. And Desmond Bain has shown it, especially, and we all know about it, what he's been doing. But, I mean, like, just look at him of late. My man is just taking care of business. Last night, hit a couple threes, uh, 11-17 shooting, had, uh, you know, a, a couple assists, grabbed a few boards, 24 points. 
took care of business, did exactly what he had to do. Heck, John Morant makes everybody on that floor look better. Marcus Smart, who's had some weird stuff happen to him lately, didn't have a good night shooting yesterday by any means. Still, they took care of business. Marcus Smart looking better now that Ja is back. Hell, Bismack Biombo is even playing better. Um, I don't know, man. This Memphis team right now, it seems like they got things going in the right directions. They now have their 11th win on the season. They've won actually three games at home. They're back at the grindhouse tonight against the Raptors. Only a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Does that look like a setup to you, or is it just me? I'll be honest, John. I haven't looked at it, so I, I, I haven't looked at it yet, so I don't know. One? Maybe. Just a one? Just a one-point favorite? And not only speaking of um, you know Desmond Bain and Ja Morant and what he means, Vince Williams Jr., did you know when he's on the court with Luke Kennard this season, when they're on there to, on the court together, do you know what their offensive rating is? Sure. 139.7. Their defensive rating is 106.9. Huh. These two guys have chemistry. You saw it last night when Vince Williams, you know, set it up, took the screen, kicked it out to Kennard. He hits the three. You look at Vince on the other end. He is that defensive stopper. Turnovers left and right from the Spurs. And I already said that they are going to turn the ball over because that's what the Spurs do. They're a bad passing team. They're just not a good basketball team. But, dude, when did all this stuff happen? It's just it, – it's crazy to think. Vince Williams Jr. getting 22 minutes last night, been playing extremely, extremely big minutes. And, again, it's what he does on the defensive end. And he also makes players around him better. In fact, Luke Kennard is one of those guys that I, I just feel like they have a little bit of chemistry. And uh, we'll be paying attention to the Grizzlies. We'll be paying attention to the Grizzlies. Now, the biggest thing that I think happened last night was when Ja went at seven foot five Wimbenyama twice, finished one of them with a nasty dunk. How is it that a guy, Ja Morant size, I know he can fly, but how can he just, I mean, like some of the things that he does is just absolutely ridiculous. We'll talk a lot of Grizzlies today. We'll get into a little Grizzlies. You know, we got to talk NFL today. It's the last week of the year. It's the last week of the regular season. Do you know how many things have to be decided? A lot. Think about it. I mean, I mean, think about how crazy this is when I tell you. The AFC East, the winner of the AFC East, will be the winner this week in the Miami-Buffalo game. That's right. Tua is banged up. Did you know that? Yep. You know who uh, probably is going to miss the game? Uh, Jalen Waddle. And the one on defense that I think is real big, Bradley Chubb. Oh, no, he's definitely missing the game. ACL tear. Why was he in a game when you're down 50-something to 13? Good question. Why was Tua in the game? That's when he ended up banging up his shoulder. Did Mike McDaniel just sink the Dolphins' season by playing his starters in a second half of a football game that they had no chance to win? It seems like it. It sure feels like it. Sure does. Uh, the game is in Miami. That is one positive thing that you can say. But this Buffalo Bills team has won four straight games since Ken Dorsey has been taken out as offensive coordinator. Josh Allen looks like that Superman, mm-hmm. not running the ball as much as he's, he, he used to, and that's a good thing. Yeah. My man James Cooks is running the ball all over the place. They're getting digs involved. They don't just come out every single high, every single time with two wides shotgun and a back in the backfield you know what i'm saying they just they're changing it up buffalo looks hot as all get out the cleveland browns they're winners of four straight 
that this is a team with Joe Flacco, all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. We knew that Browns defense was good all season long. We like them. Does anybody want to play, play the Browns over in the AFC in the postseason? With that defense? Amari Cooper, we're worried about his health, but I'm sure he'll be fine for the postseason. But Joe Fleek, freaking Flacco has been absolutely amazing. Last week of the NFL season, and I mean, we have more stuff to uh, talk about. It's not even funny. Good thing we have Russell Copeland to come in here and join us today because uh, it's getting a little bit hairy. You know, the Jaguars this uh, this season right now, did you know at one point they were 8-3? and three? Yeah. They were 8-3. and three. They're 9-7. and seven. They are 9-7, and seven, and they have to beat Tennessee in Nashville to win the division, or they could possibly miss the playoffs. Think about that. This Jaguars team, and Trevor Lawrence, you know he's banged up, right? Is he going to play this week? You better hope so. You better hope so. It's crazy how far the Jags have fallen. And then the other thing that's just weird to me is, you got that one that that CJ Stroud Texans team. When he's playing, they look good. And they're playing for the playoffs along with the Indianapolis Colts. That's on Saturday night. Texans Colts in Indy. Texans a 1-point favorite. Winner of that is going to be in the wild card. Winner of that in a Titans win over the Jags and they could host a playoff game and win the AFC South. It's gotten buck wild. It has gotten absolutely buck wild. One thing that's not wild, though, it's already locked up. The MVP is definitely Lamar Jackson's. Like, who else would you give it to? Uh, I can't think of anybody. <clears throat> Whoa. Uh, you coughed a little bit. Sorry Your about that. Oh, and, 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 yeah, I, One of them. And you just so you know, I am probably not even close to 50% of myself. I'm in here doing ro- Robitussin. Snorting Zycam, Sudafed, and like three Tylenol. If anybody's got anything else a little stronger, come on up and see me. I'll be here at Mount Moriah. But yeah, um, big, big, big games here in the National Football League. 49ers and the Rams is a huge one as well. You know, Sean McVay's team failed last week. I don't understand how it is that they, I mean, what an important game that was for the Rams. Uh, they came up short. Now you have to beat the San Francisco 49ers because you're a bunch of idiots and lost to the Giants. 26. No, no. Did, did they end up beating? They didn't. No, no. They held on to beat them. They did win that game. But they made it a lot closer than it should have been. And it feels like this team that was just, they were getting so much momentum and they were the hottest team playing. I'm just a little bit worried. There feels like there's some chinks in that armor. In fact, in the NFC, the only team that I actually trust is the 49ers. And how far can I trust a team when Brock Purdy plays good football teams? He doesn't look like a good quarterback. No, Brock Purdy is not going to be the MVP. Doesn't deserve to be the MVP. How bad and how embarrassing that loss was against the Ravens just two weeks ago? I mean, please. The three-game stretch against the Browns, the Vikings, and the Bengals? When he plays against teams that just give him an open pocket and he can sit there all day long, he's extremely efficient. When the weather is good, he's extremely efficient. You get the elements bad, you get a little bit of wet or a little rain, a little snow, you get a defensive front that gets all up in his business and Brock Purdy makes mistakes. 
Is he a good quarterback? Damn right. He is a good football player. Is he Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson? Did he deserve Jalen Hurts? Did he deserve to be in the MVP uh, conversation? He did because of how well San Francisco plays. But I feel like everybody now understands that they play extremely well, not just because of Brock Purdy, but because of George Kittle, because of Debo Samuels, because of Christian McCaffrey. And now Christian McCaffrey has an issue. He's got a calf issue. He's not going to play this week. I think it's more so precautionary. But if if, if Run CMC is not there for the postseason, I know that they're they're going to get a bye, so he's got two weeks to get ready for this. But without him, I just don't feel like this is the same football team. Not even close. Brock Purdy doing his things. A lot of stuff going on in the National Football League. Another question I have is, more likely to win a championship this year? Would it be Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh? Ravens look like the best team on planet Earth when it comes to playing in the National Football League of late. They do. Their defensive line, ridiculous. Secondary, ridiculous. Patrick Patrick Queen is a linebacking machine, and I think he was made to play in Baltimore. Dude is just off the chain. Ridiculous. You look at their offensive line. They can manhandle you. You look at Richie. He can come up there and they block. They scheme things up. Todd Munkin, I feel like, has been the best offensive coordinator and has changed this Ravens trajectory and what this team can be. Lamar Jackson playing games like he was back at Louisville, throwing the ball vertically down the field. Did you see Odell Beckham Jr.'s catch this week? Did you see how he's pushing the ball down the field? And then dead gummit, when all of a sudden you're pushing the ball 15, 20, 25, 30 yards down the field, all of a sudden all those defensive backs got their backs to you. They're covering the wide receivers. The middle opens up, and then Lamar takes off for a 30-yard run. I think Todd Munkin has been phenomenal in Baltimore. Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. More likely to win the championship. I would say right now, Jim. Only one win away. That's just Yeah, he has a 50% chance right now. 50-50% um, chance, but I will uh-huh. tell you, as good as Washington and Michael Penix Jr. Oh, I'm picking 20, Washington. 21 me. straight wins yeah. by this team. How many times are we going to like look at him? The big right. underdog, Pac-12 championship. It. They yeah. go down to Vegas. They were a 10-point dog sure. against the Ducks. Mm-hmm. And they whipped that keister. And everybody was picking the Ducks. Last week. Washington was playing Texas, four-and-a-half-point dog. Right. And everybody was picking Texas. And everybody was picking Texas, Crazy. Texas, Texas, Texas. And what did Michael Penix Jr.? He just was nasty. I still find it crazy. Like Peter Schrager, do you know who that is? Yes. For the NFL Network? Yes. Um, kind of a goofball, right? I like Peter Schrager. I like him too, but he's, you know, he's a little bit goofy. Um, some of the things, though, that he says when it comes to quarterback, the quarterback position, I, I completely don't understand. My man was all over Bryce Young. Loved him last year coming out. Look how Carolina's doing. Look at David Tepper. He's he's so sick and tired of his quarterback. He's throwing drinks on other people and getting fined sure $300,000. Yeah, like this Carolina thing is a, is a disaster and a debacle. Look over at Houston what C.J. Stroud has done. He's been phenomenal. Schrager was all over Young. Now I have Schrager also talking about how we should appreciate what Michael Penix Jr. is doing in college football. But we must remember 
He's had four terrible injuries. He started his career at Indiana. He had to transfer to Washington. It feels like it's been a magical run. Yes, he's had past injuries, but the dude's tough as nails. And then to say that he has a quirky left-handed throw, Boomer Esiason had a quirky left-handed throw and is pretty damn good in the National Football League, was he not? Michael Vick, you think that there haven't been left-handed quarterbacks in the National Football League, Peter Schrager? The dude throws dimes. I mean, he puts it on there. In his release, I talked about it yesterday. It's one of the quickest releases I've seen this year in college football. It goes, I don't care what it is. He gets that ball out of his hand so quickly, it's not even funny. And it is an actual, in a laser beam. And then to say, well, you didn't have the strongest arm. What the hell are you watching? I have never said to myself, you know what, man? He's, he's a good quarterback. He, he reminds me a lot of Danny Warfel. No, dude, he's not throwing seven-yard slants and just throwing the ball open to certain areas in Steve Spurrier's air raid offense back in the past. Danny Warfel did not have one-tenth of the arm strength that Michael Penix Jr. did. But Danny Warfel and Michael Penix Jr. do have something in common. They process information so quick, so quickly it's not funny, and they make the right decisions. I trust Michael Penix Jr. so much more than J.J. McCarthy. I think he's going to be the difference. He shined on that big stage uh, this past week, just here on Monday night. I feel like he's going to shine in the championship game. And let's be real, Alabama, Michigan came back and stole that from Alabama because Tommy Reese was the worst offensive coordinator out of all four teams that played on Monday night. I don't think he had a good game plan. I'm going to tip my cap to the Michigan Wolverines. They definitely deserve to win that game. They went down there and took care of business. And then in overtime, two runs right down Alabama's throat. And then again, when Alabama gets the ball back with an opportunity to tie, they do that? It was it, it was a very ugly ending to what was a great season for the end of the year for the Alabama Crimson Time, for Jalen Milrow. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, the more talent, the more defense, I'm giving it to Michigan. But the playmakers for Washington, the quarterback, and the fact that they have what is considered one of the best offensive lines in the country, I think this is going to be the difference. So saying that, saying that Jim has a better chance, I know it's 50-50. But dead gum at John Harbaugh, he's done it. He beat his brother in a Super Bowl. And I look over at the AFC and I see nothing but a mess. Like I see a absolute mess. Miami Dolphins over in the AFC East. Bradley Chubb, ACL, done. Xavier Howard's also banged up. Tua's now a little banged up. Moster's banged up. A lot of fish are banged up. Kansas City Chiefs, do they look like the champs that you always, uh, you know, you kind of remember? No, they've had 35 drop passes this season. They're lining up wrong. Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift and more, more worried about getting I love you kisses from her than he is getting sixes from Patty Mahomes. 
I talked about the Jaguars, a team that was 8-3 and three this season, now has an injured Trevor Lawrence, and they could possibly lose the division that was all but locked up a month ago. The Buffalo Bills, who we wrote off, well, now that they got rid of Ken Dorsey, they look like the biggest threat to the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not afraid of the Colts or the Texans. I'm just saying, like, I feel like my man, I feel like John is going to get into the postseason, have a bye, and I feel like they roll all the way to the Super Bowl. I really do. I mean, Kansas City, do you believe in them? Do you believe that Kansas City could go to Baltimore? Pat Mahomes, every playoff start that he's ever had in his entire career, not the Super Bowl, guess where it was? Kansas City. Really? Has never played a road playoff game outside of Arrowhead. Of course, the Super Bowl was not in Kansas City, so he went on the road and won those game in neutral sites. But he never had to go to Baltimore or Miami or Cleveland or Buffalo or Jacksonville or anybody else. The Ravens have a home field advantage. I think they just – I just feel like they – I can't believe I'm saying this. I think the, the the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills are the two teams that have the best chance to actually upset the Ravens. And that's because I've seen Joe Flacco go on the road as a wild card and went on the road and go all the way to win a Super Bowl. Was it a decade ago? It was. But damn it, I saw it. And then Josh Allen, he's got an S on his chest. If they're playing right, it could be a it could be an absolute shootout. But the best team is by far the Ravens. And then over in the National Football League, again, I don't know who's who. Lions and Cowboys, how good are they? We saw that crazy game and that crazy ending. We all we saw all these wild ways that things have gone on. I'm not exactly sure. But we are going to talk NFL at 12 o'clock. On the other side, though, guess what we got? We got to talk a little wrestling with our good boy, Dustin Starr, right here on Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Start your day with Sports 56 mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. All the wisdom of the universe is in these bones. (laughs) Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to a little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with Brian Dacus. It is a Wednesday. It's a hump, hump, hump day. I'm hanging in there, people. I'm struggling a little bit. Snorting, what is that? Zycam? Something. Sounds good to you. Eating Robitussin. Mm-hmm. Trying to feel good. Mm-hmm. You know what else always makes me feel good? What's that? Wish I had a little bit of Tito's. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, if life hands you lemons. Don't freak out, don't fret, don't stress. Just make a lemon drop. Make sure it's with Tito's handmade vodka. It's time to talk some wrestling with my good buddy Dustin Starr. First and foremost, did you have a happy new year, my friend? Oh my God, I had the happiest new year ever. If the Grizzlies would have won, it would have been perfect because I got home and had, I don't know, what, four or five kids singing karaoke and going crazy at the house. 
we had a kid's charcuterie board. Have you ever heard of this? Um, I know what a charcuterie board is because I absolutely love them, but I've never heard of a kid one. Well, this was the um, this was like a kid charcuterie board. So Maria is like the queen of charcuterie boards now, since we've done them at our Christmas parties and they were a big hit. So the kids wanted to uh, wanted to have some fun, singing karaoke and doing all that stuff. But the kid charcuterie board, I mean, check this out. It was like pizza rolls and cookies and uh, chicken nuggets and just all sorts of stuff, all spread across the, the table. And the kids loved it. Thank you, sir. The kids loved it, and not only did the kids love it, but I loved it, too. <laughs> I bet you did. You don't probably get to eat on pizza rolls and chicken nuggets too often, do you? Not a whole lot, but I did uh, Did New Year's Eve, so I uh, left straight from FedEx Forum and went home and uh, you know just enjoyed it with Maria, my three-year-old, and my nieces and nephews, man. It was really awesome. How about you? Did you go out? Um, you talk about for New Year's? Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of people that actually just kind of Maybe maybe the group think, that I'm hanging with is a little older now, and they don't do that much. But <laughs> I think I did mine right. Uh, we went out to my parents' house out in Carterville. They have a very, very nice house. Uh, my brother's a firefighter, so therefore he's a pyromaniac, basically. He had an arsenal of fireworks. You know me. Um, being me, <laughs> I brought a lot of fungus, so uh, the fireworks looked even more special. And we all just ate. We had tenderloin, ribeye, king crab legs, so we ate oh big, gosh. we drank big, we partied big, and we did it all in the uh, safety of my parents' house, and nobody had to drive and leave. Well, and just in case you caught the place on fire, you had a fireman there, and king crab legs are the best. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, that's my Maria's favorite. Um, that's a lot of people's favorite. Not only did we have king crab um, that night, but the next morning, have you ever heard of uh, egg sardo? I think that's what it's called. You get an English muffin, you put a tomato, a poached egg, and then you put huge crab legs on top of it and drizzle some hollandaise oh sauce God. over it. Woohoo, boy, let me tell you a little something. <laughs> It was a, uh, it was wonderful, man. It's it's going to be a great New Year. By the way, I got to tell you something, man. I was, uh, I didn't make it to the game. I've been a little bit under the weather. I haven't been feeling like a million dollars, so I didn't the head Memphis down crud. there. Yeah, I got the Memphis, Memphis crud. crud. Going around. I got it, and it's been, uh, you know, you just got to push through. Got to push through. So I didn't get to go to the game, but I was following you, of course, on the Twitter. And I would tell you at the beginning of the game. Uh, just seeing Ja and Jaron Jackson Jr. trip, like doing their thing, hanging out. You videotaped that bad boy, made your life. I mean, you could just tell from the get-go that that was going to be a fun night. And Ja made it especially fun when he dunked on Wimby's face, didn't he? Oh, my gosh. That is so great. So that's a that's a game-time ritual. Like every single game, Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are on the baseline dancing and high-fiving, and then they just do this big – you know, in the circle where the team has uh, got the circle and somebody dances in the middle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like so much fun, like, you know, and then you look around and the place is packed to the rafters. And this was really a special game, like, for me and Brady. Um, Brady wasn't there, but I took a picture of Wimby so, and sent it to him. And he's like, I hope Ja tries to dunk on him. He just wanted to see Wimby and, and Ja kind of one-on-one. So will Wimby get the get the block or will Ja get the dunk? You know, like he just wanted to see what happened when two feature star players in the NBA went head-to-head. And so during the game, I was sending him um, like the clips and stuff from Grind City Media when Ja dunked on him. I think he got him twice. And so uh, we were just 
it was just kind of like a father-son cool thing because, you know, Brady plays basketball. He's been coming to the games and all that stuff. And then it's rare that there's another player out there that, that really piques his interest, you know. Ja was one of those players and then and Wendy. And so to have him go one-on-one, you know, in several different instances last night. And I will tell you, that guy is very, very impressive, man. Like, Dude. if his legs hold up, he mm-hmm. is going to be extremely special in the league. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the guy was blocking shots, like, right out of the guy's hand. Like, you couldn't get it over the top. And then finally the Grizzlies figured it out. But last night, it was a packed house, but it felt like the first half that we were, I don't want to say FedEx form was dead, but, like, we just needed a little more energy. And then when the second half rolled around, oh, my gosh, it just went off. And the Grizz picked up the victory. So they got a back-to-back tonight. I think the Raptors are in town, if I'm not mistaken. It is the Raptors. It is the Raptors. It's going down tonight. Uh, Right now, Grizzlies are one and a half point favorite. D Rose, by the way, uh, a little banged up. Um, Probably not going to play because of a thigh injury. Uh, Ja left looking like he had a little bit of a limp. Um, Didn't look like 100%. Hey, brother. The fans were asking me at halftime, hey, is Ja coming back? And I'm like, what happened? Because a lot of times I don't see every single play because I'm you know, going and getting ready and doing mm. these games and all that kind of stuff. So I started freaking out. Wait a minute, what happened to Ja? And then I looked out and he was on the court and I was like, Phew, thank goodness. But you know, Derrick Rose is not supposed to get that many minutes. He's he's not like a I hate to say this, but he's not like a full time guy on the court. I mean, he's here to help and to help Ja and to to play and I mean it with all due respect and I think it's like a role playing position here to where he comes in and helps out. So he's not supposed to get you know, all those minutes, and I don't know if people understand that sometimes because it's like I think they want to see I think what it is they want to see him on the court more than what he's probably going to be on the court. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, of course. I mean, you got to go back. I mean, 2008 is probably one of the greatest years for any Tiger fan um, ever. Uh, it was just such a special season. He was such a big part of that season. And again, now that he's back in Memphis playing with the Grizzlies, of course the fans just want to see him. But, you know, his body's kind of just breaking down on him. Hopefully, yeah. though, uh, he can get back, you know, healthy uh, and continue to give him a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But, yeah, man, that's just uh, – it is it is what it is. But, man. I guess what I mean is even when he's not on the court scoring points and doing minutes and stuff, he's still very valuable on that, that you know, in the locker room and on the mm-hmm. sidelines and stuff like that. Like, a lot of his value is coming from that because he is a veteran and he has been in the league a long time and, you know – MVP of the league, right? Former MVP, I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, one of the young, I think he's the youngest MVP. Um, that's I crazy. Think that's that, I still believe that's the case. He's the youngest MVP ever. We uh, got a lot of guys back too. Uh, the only two that I believe we're missing at this point is Stephen Adams, Aquaman, and Brandon Clark. I mean, gosh, when those two guys get back, I don't know how we don't just kill everybody. <laughs> Golly, I hope you're right. But I am a homer, too. So, <laughs> Heck, man, Vince Williams Jr., what he's been been, been able to do. Uh, the season is uh, basically, I feel like, it's just starting for Grizzlies fans now that Jaw's been back. Uh, they have gotten out to 11 wins. Um, they've actually won three at home. They got another one at home tonight against the Raptors. Hopefully everything goes extremely well. Um, you going to be down there working tonight? I definitely will. I was actually just looking at the game formats. They They usually change all the way up until – you know, tip off or whatever, but it looks like it'll be a really fun night. Lots of games. Uh, last night was kids' night, so the kids were. We had a, a band that was kids um, during the countdown to the game. Eric Hasseltine had two kids with him. Uh, were they both most of his? the games? 
No, they weren't. Um, they reminded me of Keenan and Kel, though. I think it was, uh, gosh, what were their names? Ken and Kel or something like that. Uh, but they were really funny, so it's always fun to have the kids out there. And, and I see the value of that more than ever because my, my son, you know, he's been going to the games. And then he likes basketball, and he shoots hoops, and it gets him out of the house and, and all that stuff. So it's, it was cool. It's always cool to get the kids involved. All right. Now, um, I got to ask you something. I saw also on your Twitter account, hopefully everybody's following Dustin Starr at Dustin Starr. That's with two R's. So, Dustin, 150th episode is about to come down. Is that what I'm hearing? Man, yeah. So it's milestone 150. So when we hit our 100th episode last year, we had real big card and all that kind of stuff. Gun show reigns supreme. And then now we're at milestone 150. And it just the competitiveness in me is like, we told you guys so, you know, the the people that thought we wouldn't be around for, gosh, not even 100 episodes. Now here we are at 150. It's just super cool to hit that milestone. And we've got the biggest triple threat match that we've ever had. Those of you that watch Memphis Wrestling, you know the gun show is the man. He's the Memphis Heritage Champion. He was just voted man of the year for the third year in a row. That's Dang. voted by the fans. So he's got to defend his championship against the master of fat jitsu, the big man, another very popular character and very strong character on Memphis Wrestling, Kay Toomer, and then also Mike Anthony. And Mike's the guy that Gun Show beat last year at Milestone 100 for the title. So there's a lot of drama mixed up here, and King Cobra's the matchmaker. He made the match official. It's the biggest triple threat ever, and it happened this Friday and Saturday on Memphis Wrestling. You can watch it first if you're a member. On our YouTube channel, I believe it's like $3.99 a month. You get exclusive content. And then also you get to watch the episode earlier than everybody else. But you can check it out on Action News 5+. Plus. Also, you can go to our website, and there's a how to watch. You'd be surprised how many different ways there are to watch Memphis Wrestling. But Milestone 150. And, and I love it that it's coming up this weekend because it's our first TV taping of the year on Sunday. So it's always good to have a really big, solid episode with a huge match. And then the next day have your live TV taping because it just gives you even more excitement. A little extra juice. Absolutely, man. It's like it's like winning the night one of the back-to-back and then coming in and doing it again the very next day, you know? So on 7th, what do you have, Cashflow coming in? Yes, Cashflow. So he's real popular on Netflix right now. There's a show called Wrestlers on Netflix, and he's from Louisville. And uh, he runs the chop shop, which means he's going to put you in that corner and he's going to chop you as hard as he can. And then also we got former WWE superstar Top Dollar. His name is AJ Francis. He actually just delivered the MVP championship belt, the Cheez-Its MVP championship belt at the Citrus Bowl. So this dude's doing big stuff just before coming to Memphis. Right? I love the Cheez-Its commercial when he talks about when like the coach is like, and he's like, I woke up feeling the cheesiest coach. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid things that I love. Now, um, something I absolutely love is Lafayette's Music Room. Oh, man, me too. I have so much fun there. I've been to uh, many of shows, been to, to watch a lot. I mean, just have a lot of fun over at Lafayette's. I also heard that y'all are going to be at Lafayette's. Now, I don't yes. think y'all are going to be singing and dancing. I think y'all are going to be doing a little wrestling. Oh, there's going to be a lot of wrestling. I have been there several times. Of course, me and Maria love it, and going and checking out the live music and you know, sitting up in the balcony and getting able to look down on, on the not only the stage, but the people and people watching the dance floor and all that stuff. So I always thought, man, this would be an awesome place to have a wrestling match. Put the ring right in the center. Then you could sell the tables 
you know, like if you, you and some friends want to come, you can just buy the table. And then also the balcony view, balcony view from up top. I mean, I just think it would be super cool to have the people all around the ring and then really on top of the ring on the balcony. So we're doing that coming up Thursday, January 25th. And we've got two major superstars coming in. Former TNA Impact World Champion Cowboy James Storm is coming. He's perfect because he's a beer-swilling cowboy. He's the bearded outlaw. This is going to be perfect for him. And then the machine, Brian Cage, is a current AEW superstar. And I don't know if you've seen this guy's picture or not, but he is jacked to the gills. So two big superstars coming to Lafayette's Music Room along with the stars of Memphis Wrestling. And they're branding this thing Bump and Grind Wrestling, Johnny. I like that. <laughs> so there's a no bump and grind. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, and then also I believe it's 18 and up out at Lafayette. So you know it's it's more of an adult show than it is you know the family oriented. So what I'm saying is there's no telling what you might hear or what you might see out at Lafayette. But you can get your tickets now in advance. It's uh, MemphisWrestling.tv. There's a big banner. Just click that. It'll take you right over to it. Um, and I did also though. Um, I did hear though. Um, you know, in the, I think it's the WWE. I heard some crazy stuff like, uh, like rock and, and people were starting to call out like Roman Reigns and stuff. So and yeah. that's getting a little bit crazy. What's going on with that? Monday Night Raw, the rock returned and he says he's going out to eat tonight after he kicks somebody's butt. He says, by the way, guys, I'm going out to eat. Do you think I should sit at a table? And they didn't know where he was going. They were like, huh? do you think I should sit at the bar? And, of course, the fans cheered. And he goes, yeah, The Rock likes to sit at the bar, too. And he goes, or should I sit at the head of the table? And that's Roman Reigns' catchphrase. He's at the head of the table. These two guys are in the same family. And The Rock has just come out and said that he might want to sit at the head of the table. So after, what, three or four years now of teasing The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, it looks like we're probably going to get it, but probably not at WrestleMania because there's this big event that's going to go down in Australia. And apparently the folks in Australia want The Rock to be there. So there's a chance that we'll get Roman Reigns versus The Rock like at Elimination Chamber instead of WrestleMania. I mean, it's huge, and I believe it'll be the first time that they've been to Australia for a pay-per-view as well so i mean wwe just sold out in la on a house show which means a non-televised event they sold out madison square garden last week on a non-televised event like raw and smackdown are usually the sellouts and then wwe does okay on the house shows like they're packing it out or whatever but these are legit sellouts like wwe is on fire right now with cm punk now you got the rock coming back like they are firing on all cylinders, man. Well, wrestling in 2024 is going to be off the hook. Tell everybody where they can find all your mad wrestling skills at and uh, everything that you're doing here with Memphis Wrestling. Easy. MemphisWrestling.tv. There was a report that went out yesterday that was ranking the top 100 wrestling YouTube pages. Now, this is based on the lifetime of, of the views. So WWE is on top. I mean, like with billions and billions of views. But the top 100 wrestling YouTube channels going on now, guess who's ranked number 53, baby? Mm. With over 10 million views within like a three-year period. Memphis Wrestling? 
Memphis wrestling, baby. So I want to send a big shout out to all the fans that watch, everybody that interacts with us here on this radio program. I mean, 2023 was absolutely awesome. We got syndicated all across the United States and streaming services as well. So there's no telling what 2024 is, is going to do for us, man. But all the information's at memphiswrestling.tv. This Sunday is going to be packed. You can save $5 off each ticket if you use the code word DOLLA at checkout, D-O-L-L-A. And I, I could tell you, you definitely want to be there. It is a ton of fun. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, make sure you check it out. And, Dustin, we're going to do it again next Wednesday. Happy, happy new year. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next Wednesday, brother. Happy New Year, and anybody that's at the game tonight and you see me run by, give me a, oh, yeah! That is Dustin Starr. Back in two shakes, Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Be sure to follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to watch live video of our shows, stay up to date with station events, and have chances to win prizes. Don't miss out on anything that's going on. Follow us at Sports 56 WHBQ. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again, Johnny Radio. Welcome back to Little Sports 56 Happy Hour. I'm your buddy Johnny Radio, hanging out with my good buddy Bryant Dacus. We've been talking a little NFL football, and on the other side, we're talking with Russell Copeland. So we're going to get deep up into the final week of the season as it is week 18, and then we're going to get ready for the postseason. NFL is about to get buck wild. But man, in the National Basketball Association, Oklahoma City, I think people are going to have to really start taking serious. Um, you know, like I thought they were a cute little story. Their, their record over in the West has been absolutely amazing. But what they did last night by taking care of the Thunder, I mean, by taking care of the Celtics, uh, was impressive. And Shea Gillis-Alexander is an absolute stud. 36 points, 7 dimes, 6 boards, getting things done. And we were talking about the Celtics teams yesterday with Kristaps Porzingis, with the fact that you got, you know, um, Drew Holiday playing extremely well. Of course, they got Tatum. Of course, they got Brown. They've got, they've got a hell of a squad. But Oklahoma City, 14 and 5 at home, 23 and 9 on the entire season. And they were playing as good as anybody, and I just don't see it changing. Like, I, I mean, I was looking at Minnesota and Oklahoma City early in the season and thinking to myself, oh, well, this is a nice, cute little story. Bro, no. Both of these teams are playing ridiculous basketball. OKC is now winners of five straight games. And, man, the West, well, right now it does look like the best. The Grizzlies have a lot of work to do if they want to get back into those play-in games. They're right now five and a half games back from the Lakers who are in that 10 spot. So a lot of business to get get together and talk about tonight again because the Grizzlies are back in action as they play the Raptors. But since Jaws' return, they have been playing much different. And uh, he has been the difference in this team Um and we're going to see if it continues to go forward tonight. Now, over in that Eastern Conference, though, 
you know, the Bucks, the Celtics, the 76ers, hell, the Miami Heat always are doing it. I don't, I don't know who's the, who's the creme de la creme or the king of the East. I still think the Celtics and the Bucks, they're 76ers. They're all up there, but this bad boy's wide open in the West. It's just the deepest and the best conference in football. Now, the National Football League, it is week 18. Russell Copeland's about to join us on the other side. We have got some mad, crazy stuff that we got to talk about. Who's going to win this week? The AFC East. Is it going to be the Miami Dolphins, who's Bradley Chubb? For some reason, was late playing in the game where they were getting blown out by Baltimore. Now has an ACL injury. Will not be playing. Tua is banged up. Waddle is banged up. I have a feeling Buffalo, who's won four straight games, is going down to beat up on the fish. And I don't know if you remember this, but didn't I project that about, what, three weeks ago, Bryant Dacus? You did. I show did. I wish I would have put a little bit of cheddar on uh, saying that they were going to win the AFC East. At that time, it was a, uh, a large chunk. We got to talk about the Lions, the Cowboys. We got football on the other side, but I do want to remind you, if you want to look good, 5880 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch. They can dress you or your entire family from head to toe. They have the largest boot showroom on planet Earth. Western boots, work boots, dress boots. They have it all. They also have some Hey Dude shoes. I got some Hey Dude shoes from Christmas. Hey, dude, they look pretty good. Thank you. You can get those at Frontier Western Store. And again, they can dress your girl because they have a ladies boutique. They can take care of your children's in the children's department. And if you can't make it down to 5880 Goodman Road down in Olive Branch, you can make it online to FrontierWesternStore.com. They ship your orders out within 24 hours and any order over $75 is shipped absolutely free. Frontier Western Store and FrontierWesternStore.com. Family owned. And operated since 1967. Copeland on the other side. Sports 56, 98.5 FM. Oh! 